What's going on, happy family? It's your boy, your cousin, your neighbor, Jay Murray. And welcome to Happy Hood, the podcast, where we connect, cultivate, and build a meaningful community that is centered around health, agape, power, institute, happy hood, a living state of mind. We blessed up and highly favored. What's up, my people? Yes, yes, yes. Let it loose. What's going on? What's going on? Happy family. I am so excited to be back at the uh, Happy Hood Studios doing this again. I hope you've been enjoying season two. Finish what you start. Finish what you start. Season two, finish what you start. Happy Hill, the podcast. And um, again, you know, this season I wanted to do something a little bit different. Uh, while I had plans to 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 do this project, but again, you know, due to things that 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 come up, such as this pandemic, sometimes you got to pivot. You know what I'm saying? The goal didn't, didn't change. It's just the how. The how changed. So I wanted to utilize this season around Finish With Your Start to talk to black, black men and to really provide a platform where we can have these very intimate conversations about what it means for them to finish what they start. What it means to them to uh, finish what you start as it relates to your marriage, as it relates to your business, as it relates to self-growth, you know, as it relates to just anything that you feel that it really, that that mantra really resonates with you. So today we got an awesome, awesome guest. And before we get to it, message, you already know what time it is. It is meditation time. Inhale, meditate, exhale, meditate. Say what? I said inhale, meditate, exhale, meditate, rinse and repeat. Message. So this meditation today is somewhat cool and, and unique because I get to utilize a, a quote from our uh, guest today. Hey, go follow Crown Lawyer Inspirations. You can go to www.crownlawyerinspirations.com. You can also follow Crown Lawyer Inspirations at Instagram. So this is a quote from some posts um, that you, you will see or what has been posted through the Instagram. So it says that thing which you could not break you is promoting your breakthrough. You are not as fragile as you think. Let me say that one more time. That thing which could not break you is promoting your breakthrough. You are not as fragile as you Message. think. So when I, when I, of course, you know, the quote is from no other than JK, JK Greer. Um, and you know, one, one thing I like about this, this dude and just what, what he's doing through crown lawyer inspirations is every day you can see these quotes and let me just say, Hey, they have been powerful to me, man. And when this quote, when I read it, it, it just kind of sunk, sunk in to understand with everything that has been going on this year, everything, some, some, some good people may have lost their, their jobs, you know, um, everything that has occurred around the pandemic, as far as loved ones, I, I know friends that lost loved ones this year. I know others that, you know, have been, have, have, have had this feeling of being alone, you know. I have others that has had this feeling of just being very depressed as far as not only the pandemic, but everything else that is going on in our nations, you know. And when I think about this quote, when I think about 
that thing, whatever that thing is. And sometimes that thing is something that we have made up, you know, but that thing which could not break you is promoting your breakthrough. You are not as fragile as you think. Happy family, you are not as fragile as you think, because that's this year. As we look back at this year, we're going to look at it and say, wow. You know what? That thing that happened, the pandemic that that happened, it really brought me closer to my family. You know, at the beginning, yes, I was scared. I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah, I lost my job. But guess what? I was able to start my own business. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on. I know. I know that resonates because I know people that have done that. So that thing, whatever that thing is, it can't break you. It can only promote your breakthrough because you are not as fragile as you think. J.K. Greer, come on, come on. Message. I like that. That thing which could not break you is promoting your breakthrough. You are not as fragile as you think. Ladies and gentlemen, it's, it is great, great, great honor and, and pleasure to, to introduce uh, someone that, one, he is a what? Winston grad. I mean, come on now. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Come on now. But um, this brother, I've been knowing him for, for a while. Um, and and, and it's, you know how, how you can just be impressed with, with individuals from, from afar, you know, because it's not like we were you know, best of buddies and everything, just really just kind of knowing him, you know, and, and no, no, knowing about him, but just in, uh, I guess, uh, maybe two or three years past, you know, really have gotten to know him, what he's doing with his business. As I said before, go follow crown lawyer inspirations and, and just the, the, all the things that he's doing, you know, from from the uh, auto detailing, you know, to to he he's doing for photography, you know, he got a podcast, Golden Nest Podcast, so go check that out, you know. But you know, one thing I have really enjoyed this was seeing this dude from afar is just his consistency to continue to do things, you know. Every day I can count, you know, I can I can I can I, I can guarantee that I'm going to get an inspiration from from this guy, you know. And the thing about it is. And as, as I'm saying this, I'm, I'm also saying it to myself, too, because sometimes we get so hooked up and so thinking about, well, are, are they going to like it? Are they going to do this? Are they going to do that? You know, what's the reaction they're going to get from it? And that's not the purpose. The purpose is to continue to feed individuals the positivity, you know. And that's one thing that I have really enjoyed with this guy. Of just, again, admiring his 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 his, his persistence and just being so consistent with his craft. Being so consistent with this craft. So, hey, happy family. I want to welcome to the neighborhood my brother, Mr. Joshua K. Greer. Come on now, give it up, give it up. What's up, uh, man? What's going on, bro? What's introduction there? <laughs> hey, well, I, I, I really wanted to make sure that I, I really give give credit when, when credit's due. You know what I'm saying? Because as a entrepreneur and as a person that uh creates content you know around positivity to continue to push happy hood there's there's an opportunity for me to do that more consistently 
You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm just, you know, hey, happy fam, this this is me. You know, you, you know me. I'm I'm gonna be uh vulnerable and, and really show you some things that hey, we all have opportunities. And one thing I like about you, regardless of, you know, and, and I know you, you don't look at this, but regardless of how many likes it gets, you still doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You still you still doing it. And and that's the thing about it where, you know, regardless if, if it's if it's something that that creates this buzz you know where it's so high and everything or creates low buzz the the, the thing about hey you getting it out you getting it out you getting it out and and happy family you can go to his his instagram page and um crown loyal inspiration and you can just see it and you can just go through all the inspirations all the inspiration all the things that he's putting out there and um to help to inspire you you know to help to inspire you so hey Message. I really just want want to say say that man. So Joshua K Greer, better known as JK Greer, man. What's going on, family? Man, I'm honored to be here, man. I'm I'm honored that you would uh you were selecting to be able to be on this podcast and just kind of speak a few words, man. It means a lot to me. It really does. Hey man, well, hey, I, I appreciate you 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 been been on the podcast and um B and um J JK man, we have some similarities man as as we was just kind of chopping up before uh coming coming live we're both oh, pk yeah. kids man yeah man we're both <laughs> pk kids shout out to all the pk kids that's you yes, know what I'm shout out so <laughs> hey t- so tell me like when, when you think about you know your your uh childhood and and i know one of the biggest things for for us was we couldn't watch certain certain shows man you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, like what, what were certain things, whether it's shows you couldn't watch or just things that was like your parents were very strict on? Man, listen, I really simplify it. It's easier <laughs> to say what you could watch. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> basically, if it wasn't on, some of you might not know, you know, old school folks, TBN, Trinity Broadcasting Network. Yeah, TBN. Christian, yeah, man. If it yeah. wasn't on TBN, most cases we weren't watching. You know, yeah, every now and man. then, we could watch Tom and Jerry and things like that, but mm-hmm. then when it started to get a little, you know, risque, we couldn't watch those uh, even at times. But TBN, we're waking up, you know, Saturday morning, everybody else watching, you know, Spider Man and everything else on yeah. Saturday mornings. Now we're watching Superbook and uh, <laughs> Davy and Goliath, <laughs> you know, Gospel Bill. Come on, like that. that man. Come oh, on, yeah. that. and music. You know, if we couldn't. If it wasn't, you know, gospel music, we absolutely couldn't listen to it. I don't care if it was positive lyrics, if there was yeah. nothing negative in it. We yeah. weren't listening to it. So much so that in, in our rebellious phases, man, I, listen, transparency, right? Yeah, come on um, now. Man, we took a few gospel tapes, put the little paper in the top of it, and recorded Tower 98 over it. Like, I'm, just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just keeping it real, man. <laughs> just to try to tap come into the message. other world. You know. Come on, man. Come <laughs> on, man. Yo. Yeah, man. That's what's up, man. I know for for us, man, and um, it was once we 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 was able to have a TV in our room. Um, I just remember like being so close to the TV because the volume will cut it down so low, so we can watch like The Simpsons and everything. You couldn't you couldn't laugh too too loud because he'd be like, "What you watching?" There? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, man, we couldn't watch Scooby Doo. You know what I'm saying? That that was too demonic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, gargoyle. God, oh, boy, nah, nah you, <laughs> definitely, you definitely ain't watching that, bro. You definitely yeah. watching that, especially with the music, man. I, I mean, I, I used to be so late with the music, dude. So late yeah. with the, either 
MC Hammer, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, brother. I was so late, but then at the at night, you know, had a radio and everything. I'll put that thing on Power 98, you know, either yes, listen sir. to the Quiet Storm, you know what I'm saying, or my <laughs> brother, he'll, he'll bring home some, some music, man. So that's what's up, man. That's what's yeah, up. Man. That's what's up, man. So growing up as, as a PK, you know, uh, you know, just kind of sharing some some of your back background. You know, talk to us like far as where you from. Um, as I said before, Joshua is, is a, a Winston grad. You know, what I'm saying so. Shout out yes, to the sir. Rams and everything like that. But yes, tell us you. a little bit about far as your background, like as far as like where you grew up, um, and even like far as any, uh, affiliation, far as churches. Like, did you grow up in the Pentecostal, Holiness, or whatever the case may, may be? Okay, so. Uh Definitely, like you already said, grew up as a, a PK. Um, now, my father, he, you know, he didn't pass a specific church, mm-hmm. but he also um, served in capacity as a pastor with different churches that we went to. Uh, uh, you know, started out from the time, I mean, I was born, my parents were already kind of rooted in a AME Zion church. So, okay. bounced there from uh, AME Zion. Um, had a little bit of time. Uh, really, from there, kind of went to most of a, a non-denominational format. Okay. And that's kind of been my, my mindset the entire time. Um, I did spend a little time in the, the Kojic world, uh, my wife and I. Yeah, um, yeah, but we, we did too. <laughs> absolutely. But you know what? Even going there, like my mindset uh, from growing up, I, I had an early, um, just an early, uh, I guess, thought process of, you know what? It, it's more important to have a relationship with God than it is to get caught up into yeah. You know, the doctrine of religion and the orthodox yeah. and, yeah. oh, when well, you gave the offering before you said the prayer and all of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Into. So I've always considered myself a non-denominational, you know, believer in, in Jesus and a follower of God. So, you know, yes, I'm a Christian by the definition of it, but mm-hmm. it goes deeper than that, you know, because on, sometimes bro. we get so caught up in de- denominations where, on, like, maybe I won't talk to you because you're Methodist and I'm Pentecostal yeah, or, come on, you know, bro. because you're Baptist and I'm Kojic or because yeah. you're Kojic and I'm Church of God. And a lot Yo, of people don't know the difference between the two, you I, know? Exactly, man. <laughs> I, I just, I, I just, I mean, as you were saying, I think, you know, because this this is so critical, man, especially when, when I think about as, you know, um, our generation, you know, a lot of us grew up in the church, you know what I'm saying? Or, and and I would say a lot of us, because maybe the generation before us, you know, the generation X, you know, those that was in the uh, late seventies, early eighties, uh, babies, you know, grew up, you know, their parents grew up in the church, you know, grew up at at days where you spent all day at church, you know what I'm saying? Uh, All day, you know, you was at Wednesday, Thursday, you know, and then (laughs) don't have a revival because you're there Friday, Saturday, and then come back on Sunday, you know, Absolutely. and, and what, you know, one of the things I I think was so, so true that I, you know, as you was talking, just kind of trigger you know, as I had gotten older, especially in my my late thirties, you know, I had to really unlearn some things and really come to the understanding that my relationship with with God was like was a secondhand relationship because it was yeah. it was it was so much through my my parents and it wasn't until I started having a relationship with God myself that really like I started to everything like God was able to reveal so much more of Himself. And and the verse that really just blew everything away, it was in Matthews where the Pharisees were asking Jesus, like, hey, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, love the Lord, your God, you know, love your, your neighbor, you know, and 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 that really just kind of 
burst. I mean, it was the thing that just kind of broke all the, the barriers, broke all the walls to where I was like, whoa. So you mean to say I have a relationship with God? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And because it, it didn't say love the Lord, your mama, God, your daddy, right. God, Deacon Harris, God, you know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> uh, uh, sister, uh, Bernice, God, he said, love the Lord, your God. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like the onus was, was putting on you to have one, have a relationship with God, you know? Absolutely. And, and that really just kind of just broke so many thoughts or just limitations that I had around the whole relationship with God. So it's, I'm, I'm glad for you to uh, be an individual that really can speak to that. Like, Hey, I have a relationship with God, you know? And while I, I'm, I, I, I may uh, affiliate as the definition of, of, of a Christian is so much more to that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm so much more than that, man. So that's, that's really cool to hear, man. Really cool here, man. So are, are you the only child you have siblings? Nope, actually the youngest of three. Okay. And uh, funny thing, uh, going through the names, I, I tell a joke to people. Um, my sister's name is Adrian, so I, I tell everybody that she was born before my parents got saved, so she got a secular name. <laughs> and then my parents got saved and had my, my brother, his name was, he's going to kill me for this, but Ezekiel Noah, so he got two Bible names, he got two <laughs> saved, right? And then by the time they had me, they mellowed out a little bit. So I got Joshua Keith. I gave him one Bible name and then my father's middle name. So, yeah, man. Uh, Joshua, <laughs> Joshua, Josh. That's what's up, man. That's that's what's up, man. So as you were, like, again, you know, childhood. And you, you grew up in Charlotte, right? I grew up in Charlotte, born and raised. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. 704. Okay. That's that's what's up. Um, <laughs> When you, like, as far as growing up in, in that that background, again, and your, your mom and dad in the ministry, like, talk to us about how did that impact, like, you as an older child or even, like, going to college? So, yeah, it definitely kept me kept me rooted. Um, yeah. But I think, I mean, there was one event, not to, to tangent from this, but it, it kind of encompassed in the question, but um, my parents did uh, happen to get um, divorced when I was, I was 16. Okay. So, that kind of put a damper in I would say I guess my, my path or, or my walk to a degree. Not where I where I turned my back on God or I went out here and I was doing some crazy rebellious stuff, but I mean there were moments when I did just, you know, enjoy being a, a kid and yeah. going to college and, you know, experiment a little bit and oh, yeah. you know, everybody's having a little beverage, you know. Yeah. Smoke a little maybe, something, something, you know. Smoke a little herbal, <laughs> you know what I mean? And um it, I would say that upbringing that I had, you know, as strict as it was, and, you know, there were times where you're, you know, you're forced to read the Bible and reading the Bible yeah, is punishment yeah, sometimes, or yeah, yeah. even having our own carry services in the house where, oh, you're going to speak in tongues. Oh, you're going to keep praying until you, oh, boy. you know. Oh, <laughs> so, boy. And then, then you so, finally, so, finally just break down, okay, come see me now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a Honda, you know. <laughs> Some, you better let something out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, all of that, I think, um, and honestly, uh, I took a class in uh, philosophy when I was in uh, at Winston, and you would think that that would pull me away. Uh, it pulls some people away because their mind becomes so open to different things that yeah. if they don't have the, the relationship with God, then they start to, you know, divert to other faiths or the lack thereof because yeah, yeah. They, they doubt their own beliefs. So for me, 
I, it pushed me more into, I guess, more of an apologetic mindset where I had to dig and start to find the truth about our faith for myself. And that's what forced my relationship. And, you know, there was a time where, um, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but um, I went through a, like a dark moment where, um, you know, I was, I was depressed. I was, you know, having thoughts of suicide. I was about to get evicted from my apartment. Um, you know, wasn't really making that much money. I was living off campus as I had my entire time in Winston. And it was at the point where I literally had nobody to turn to. Mm. And, you know, it just kind of clicked. It's like, go to God, you know, mm. pray to God. And if it weren't for the upbringing with my parents, like that wouldn't have even been an option for me. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think, of course, God didn't cause that, but I think God allowed me to be in that situation to understand that, you know, while you might have friends you can connect with, you know, if you don't have anybody to reach out to, you know, God's going to be the end result regardless, whether he's working through somebody else that he sends your way through a friend or whether nobody comes at all. God's yeah. always going to be on the other side. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was that upbringing that helped me, you know, become rooted and got me past that, that moment in my life. Yeah, man. Whoa. Come on, man. So, um, well, a, a lot, a lot we just said, I, I want to really like take this time and just kind of unwrap it because, um, it's is is so real and and again uh happy family listen to uh finish what you start season two talking with joshua k greer and you, you said something that again i'm just trying to imagine how you felt during that time and that's when you said your parents got a divorce when you was uh 16 is that correct 16, yep right like what did you like <laughs> I'm trying to think because I'm trying to think about my relationship with God first mm -hmm. at, at 16 and where, again, I was just young. Yeah. I, I, I'm be honest, I'm very rebellious. Like, I don't want to go to church. Like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, to see something like that, I'm thinking about like, wow, like did that even, it, it would have it questioned my faith. I'm yeah. being honest with you, man. So when you, had experienced that like what was going through your mind man like was there anything that you you was questioning like well like this is very you know like is it hypocritical you know like 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 yeah. what was your thoughts man yeah so the biggest thing um and i think a lot of it started when i was in middle school where you know parents have disagreements and things and yeah when those disagreements with someone you escalated i started to own a lot of that you know, even at that young age where I'm trying to find my identity and, um, you know, taking credit for it, you know, uh, it's kind of like a stigma that you hear, you know, parents have divorce and kids, you know, they feel the blame from it. And yeah. it's true, you know, I, from middle school up until the point where they actually got divorced, the initial thing for me was, you know, was it something that I did? Are we too much pressure on them? Is it something mm. we could have done different? Mm. And I think what really kept me you know, grounded outside of just the word itself. Because I mean, I know it's cliche, oh, well, God, nothing but the word. But it, it's what's inside the word, you know, and, and the aspect of, of what love was. You Come know, because for my parents, Message. you know, Come on now. <laughs> being able to see that relationship that they had uh, for, you know, 22, almost 23 years. And so much so, it sounds crazy, but dude, I literally dreamt about marriage since I was in preschool. So it's been my passion to be in a relationship. And Honestly, if, if a relationship, if I saw it going in a direction that wasn't towards marriage early on, to the point people looking like I'm crazy. Like, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. we're supposed to be having fun. You know, we girlfriend, boyfriend, but now nah, we ain't doing that. It's like, nah. Like, I'm looking, I'm looking for a wife. Like, I'm not just looking for 
for play out here. Oh man, and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> my my cousins and friends they used to clown me a lot because uh, my mindset, I guess, has always been a little, a little more beyond where their mind was at the moment. Mm-hmm. And you know, at some points, I kind of feel like I wish I would have, you know, explored a little more as far as having fun. But you know, when I went through that moment, because of all of those values that I already had established with love, and I had you know, marriage is my mindset. Those things kind of kept me grounded, you know, and going through church at that time, I remember we had a, a purity ceremony where we all got dressed up in, you know, suits and the girls had on dresses and we made this vow to God, you know, hey, we're not going to have, you know, sex before we're married. Mm. And, you know, I I pushed, like I, I made that, that was a goal of mine, you know, and just being honest, I mean, it, it happened a few, it, it was a reality where I was like, well, if I don't wait till I'm married, at least I need to wait till I'm 18. You know, and, <laughs> and transparency, <laughs> you know. Hey, come on, man. Come on. Transparency, <laughs> you know, and, and it happened a few months before I turned 18. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, each each relationship I had, whether it was a friendship relationship or, you know, more of a, a couple relationship, I always treated each relationship as, yeah. you know, I know what God expects of me yeah. when I'm married. You know, I know yeah. God wants me to love my wife like I love the church. And that doesn't yeah. mean you know, a man is perfect when he thinks that way, but it gives you, it gives you a goal. So outside of my parents, I have my father in heaven, you know, mm-hmm. telling me, Hey, this is the blueprint. Like, forget what you're seeing. Come on, man. Forget that your parents, you know, whatever tension caused them to break apart. Like just don't, just don't continue that generational curse. And, you know, it, it became like a, a challenge to me to make sure that when I finally did get married, that, you know, I didn't let a, a divorce, like destroy my family. Man, come on, man. Finish what you start. Come on, man. Um, and and we we we're gonna definitely get into your, your marriage, man, because there's there's definitely yes, thinking about finish what you start. Uh, uh, happy family, Joshua definitely has a a testimony um to really share, and I hope it's 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 definitely um helpful uh to to everyone that's out out there. Um, but I, I want to go back to the moment when you was, you said again, you was felt, uh, having, uh, uh, those, uh, uh, suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, early on what, yeah. and, and again, going, going back to, as you said before that I had to go back to God, you know, yeah. and, and the thing about it, man, is just like, yo, the the one thing that I want to say to individuals that may be feeling like, yo, I can't, like, I, you know, we just grow up and like, hey, I'm going to get saved when I, you know, I'm, I'm going to get right. You know what I'm saying? Let, let me first get right. You know, I ain't, I ain't right yet. You know what I'm saying? To yeah, get saved. Yeah. And it's just like, that's not how it works. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like God wants your brokenness. Yeah. He he wants you to come as you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He wants you to come as you are, man. And 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 the thing about it is I feel even at you know this moment that we're going to now like God want us to be close to him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we think about and this is something I had to really it was just kind of I had to meditate on it. You know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So I had to think about. So I said, God, so y- you enjoy my weaknesses because that's where you are able to make me strong. You know what I'm saying? And and it's like 
having that that thought now and again having maturity and and really uh, uh being able to live live through that like at that moment of of feeling like that like what when you think about like what did you do to go back to god or to to, to make sure that your focus that's probably yeah. a, a more of a practical way of looking at it that your focus shifted on him like what what things helped you to do that or what 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 got you into that position to to do that man yeah um honestly a lot of it it started to the you know the root of what you just said that you know god is made strong and in our, in our weakness but yeah. it's also the the inverse not not him being weak in the sense of you know his power but weak in our our lives weak his presence being weak in our lives because of decisions that we choose to make paths we choose to go yeah and you know it, it was just that i guess that time you know now that i think back reflecting where you know there had to be a point where i, you know, I, I was good you know i got my job i'm I'm doing my own thing, you know. I might be spending money on some things I shouldn't be. I might be indulging some things that I yeah. shouldn't be. Yeah. And you know, with each time, you know, even feeding music into my spirit, you know, this isn't the bad music. I love music, but some of the music I was listening to wasn't, you know, even pushing me to a, a positive mindset. It was a, a negative mindset. It was just angry all the time. It was, yeah. you know, um, that type of music. And yeah. you, you know, I thinking about that and where I started to see things happen in my life and, you know, me start to slowly go on this decline to the point where, you know, I'm literally having thoughts on a, a daily basis, you know, uh, you know, like, why, why, why am I even here? Yeah. Like, is anybody going to miss me when I'm not here? Like mm -hmm. nobody reaches out to me or, you know, I'm always here to help people out when they have issues and, yeah. you know, maybe not always financially, but I'm always trying to give advice to people when I can to help their situation. But, when I need somebody to call, nobody's there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like every day, it's like the enemy was in my head, like really feeding me this, like nobody's going to miss you if you're not here. To the point where, you know, I never got to the point of, you know, cutting myself or, you know, pills or anything like that. But, you know, I was at the brink where I was literally, <laughs> I was literally to the point of saying, you know what, let's just go ahead and just get this thing over with. Like I'm about to get kicked out of my apartment. I'm not going to have anywhere to go. I don't want to live on the street. You know, once again, nobody's reached out to me. Yeah. And nobody's answering the phone. So, yeah. I really don't think I'm relevant. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know if it was something in my philosophy class or it's just like, I don't know. God just started speaking to me louder than ever. It's like, what are you doing? Mm. You know, like, mm. like you, you, you know better than this. Yeah. You know, outside yeah. of what your parents have said, you know, look at what I've brought you through. Yeah. You know, um, you're, basically the first person of your family to go to college mm. you know you beat all these odds against you you know you came about a west side of charlotte shout out baby four baby four and sure. you know it's like what i was expected to be and what god brought me to you know he opened up my eyes and said hey you know what you didn't do any of this stuff on your own mm. so if you want this life then how do you expect to go through this life without me so at that moment like honestly man i remember uh I had started back because um, I even while I hadn't left God per se, yeah. I wasn't attending church like that. And um, I had started back going to uh, it's safe to say this name or not, but uh, Greater Cleveland yeah, um, yeah. up in Winston. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, from there, um, it, it just kind of it started to rekindle that the flame that I had when I was 
you know, when I was younger. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I did start to develop that relationship when I was younger, even on my own outside of my parents, where I'm, you know, I'm the kid that's coming to class with the Christian uh, comic books and telling the kids they're going to hell if they don't give their life to God. <laughs> you know, a little bit on the uh, the evangelical, kind of yeah. radical Christian side. So, you know, that and my parents kind of pushing me, it, it was that which I believe allowed God the opportunity to even, I'll call it a, a loud whisper in my mm-hmm. ear to wake me up and be like, wait a minute, like, do you really not want to be here? And then it, I thought about Judas. <laughs> it's like, okay, not even Judas in the aspect of him betraying Jesus, which, you know, we do every time we sin or we mm-hmm. don't obey God's word, but mm-hmm. Judas from the aspect of, okay, if you kill yourself, there's no coming back to me. Yeah. You know, there is no, there is no reconciliation from this. You know, there is no mm-hmm. redemption. You can't, I mean, to kill yourself, it's like your, your spirit, your soul is gone at that point. There's no asking for forgiveness at that point in time, um, which is why it's pretty much considered the only unforgivable thing. Um, because, I mean, there's no the communication. In fact, I mean, we don't know what happens when we're, we, you know, we transcend into the next life. But yeah. we know that us in our human form, what we do in our actions now is what's important to get us to heaven, what's important to get us to the next life. So, you know, not having that chance to ask God for forgiveness, you know, it's like, wait a minute. Like, no, nah, I don't think I don't think I want to do that. You know, I I still have goals that I want to achieve. You know, I want to have kids one day. And I know it seems bad now. You, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like I know it seems bad now, but there's always somebody in a worse situation. You yeah. know, there's people standing on the corners now. I'm not quite at that point. Yeah. And then I just started believing, you know, more and more. And I mean, I went to uh, I went to uh, one of the the ministries that assists people that are in hard times. I'm not going to call their name out. Um, It's not important, but um, really they told me, (laughs) I told them my situation, what I was going through. They told me that going to school was a luxury. And at that point, I mean, it kind of hurt me because I'm like, you're telling me if I'm sitting at home and I'm not doing anything that you'll help me. But if I'm trying to better my life and do something (laughs) about my life, that you're not willing to help me. And, you know, after all of that happened um, and I, I hit rock bottom, you know, and once I finally saw God, then I started to see things to start to turn over in my life. And then that almost getting evicted, I mean, honestly, I don't even know what happened <laughs> where that didn't take place, but mm-hmm. um, I was no longer being evicted. Uh, you know, we, we finished up our, our, our lease and term there up until the point where I graduated, and you know, nothing but, but God, like, you know, people try to take it like it's a cliche thing to say, but I mean, it, it literally is because if it weren't for God, they, I mean, there was nobody else that I could have reached out to, mm. whether it be friends, family, or, you know, an organization to assist yeah. me. Um, so to say, you know, to mitigate God's existence or to downplay God's existence, I mean, you can't convince me otherwise, yeah. <laughs> you know, cause he's done it in my life so many times. And this is just one example of that. Come on, man. That thing which could not break you is promoting your breakthrough. You are yeah. not as fragile as you think. Come on, man. Message. Come on, dude. So I, I, I'm wondering, um, knowing what you know now, you know, of, yes, you you were able to connect and hear God. And that's the thing about it. Sometimes, man, I feel like there's moments in our life where 
maybe not all, okay? Yeah. But there's moments that I feel like God puts you in just mm-hmm. so you can hear him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, take all these distractions out. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and that's why I feel like 2020, man, can be a year, man, that we look back and like and be grateful yeah. that we went through it. You know what I'm saying? Be grateful that I had an opportunity or this was this was the thing that I thought was I thought it was going to break me. Yeah. But it was the actual breakthrough that I needed. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's my my job, whether it's it's self-growth, whether it's family, whether it's marriage, you know, it was the thing that was necessary for me to hear from God or to be in a very still position, you know, and still is still an action word, like still is a action word, you know? So it is still, you're, you're put into action, you know? And to be still sometimes means to listen and to hear what is going on and to remove all these distractions that we have, man. Definitely. So I, I, I'm, I'm glad you was able to, to, uh, to hear God at, at, at that moment, man. And it just, it just seems like there's been so many uh, moments in your life, man, where you really had to live by the mantra of finish what you start, man, Absolutely. you know, and, and what, what, one of those moments that I definitely want, want to talk about, and that is your marriage, Yeah, you know, of, of another, you know, uh, moment where you had to really do some, um, uh, soul searching or really yeah. just a moment where you had to lean on God, man. So, you know, again, like kind of talk through, where again you you went through a divorce and uh-huh. now you and your 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 uh your your wife are remarried again Absolutely. you know so i mean happy family where do we start right <laughs> right you know so I, I i guess like talk to us about how like how did this come come about you know like th- those moments where you felt that it, it it was over because I had to, and I, and I know I'm, I'm just kind of rambling now. Have you found because I feel like this is so rich in in so many gems that that Josh is going to provide to us, and that that I hope and pray that this is definitely can speak to someone that's probably going through this same situation right now. Yeah. It's probably going through the same thing right now, man. So I I, I want to be very sensitive to to this. And but I had I can only imagine that you kind of went back to when you were 16, thinking about when your parents got divorced. Oh yeah. So like like walk us through like what not necessarily how did you get there, but like when you was going through it, right? What things what was was thinking that that was in your mind, man? Yeah, well, so I mean, moment of transparency, uh it did pretty much got to a point where I mean it was a it was a, it was a surprise honestly. Mm-hmm. Before I knew it, we were at this point where it was like, hey, you know what? I don't want to be married anymore. That that's, that's it. Like mm-hmm. no, there wasn't really a communication about the reason. Yeah. Um, and I was pretty. I was in a point where I was 
trying to figure out what the reason was um, mm. and trying to make things better. And um, I started to, I mean, to do, you know, the number of lists of things that, you know, many people would do when they're going through to, to try to make things better. Uh, yeah. Try to do more things around the house as a man. Um, try to, uh, went through the five languages of love, which, yeah. you know, it, it helps us understand what each of our love language is and how to speak it effectively. Yeah. Um, but even more so learning what the other person was, learning what our own is mm, and, mm. and, and knowing how we feel like, cause I mean, you can't, you can't judge how somebody's loving you unless you explain to them, Hey, this is how you show me that, that love, you know, that I'm loved. Yeah. This is how I feel loved. And if you don't know that for yourself, then how can you explain it to somebody else? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, took that down to the basics and, um, you know, once it, once it got to the point where, you know, we went through uh, separation and, and kind of fighting for us. And um, once it got to the point where we did um, actually get divorced, a few people actually know this because I mean, it wasn't a time where, you know, she or I blasted anything on Facebook, social media. Yeah. You know, we weren't downplaying the other person. Um, we didn't, you know, boast the status on Facebook saying divorce or anything like that. So you know, only a, a real close circuit of friends and family were the ones that really knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people really started to notice once they kind of started to see these other relationships kind of formulating on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And um, going through that, that time, um, you know, even though initially, you know, the divorce wasn't my decision, um, the reason doesn't really matter at this point in time. But um, it, it got to a point where I had gotten in a relationship and, um, honestly, God allowed me to, you know, he, he tried to tell me before, he's like, Hey, listen, you, you need to work on you. You know, you need to work on this me and you thing. You don't need to try to get in another relationship with anybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of played it on pause for a minute. And, um, I mean, even before that, uh, kind of jump back just a second, then I'll get back to that, that situation. But, um, where, I was going through, you know, the stage that they going through divorce is like going through death. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it is. And mm-hmm. it, as far as grieving with death and, you know, people don't think it's a big deal, but you know, it is to the point where, you know, she and I on different ends, whether we were communicating about it or not, we're going through moments of, um, you know, anxiety. And I started having panic attacks and the enemy was just attacking me mm-hmm. in different areas. Yeah. Um, but before all that happened, like God allowed me to have this peace in him you know, kind of quicker than most people expected it. Mm-hmm. And when I explained this to people, they still looked at me sideways. Like, oh, no, you're you're going to go boo-hoo crying and you're going to, you know, you're going to go running back and trying to beg for her and do all this stuff. And I'm like, listen, all I know is <laughs> when something, when you can't explain something and it's good and it's perfect, like that is the definition of peace that passes all understanding. And you can't, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to argue with you <laughs> on that, you know, this is what God granted me. So I had that peace and rather than continuing through that peace, I did decide to get into a relationship. But what God allowed to happen was for me to make my own decision. And that decision turned into, I mean, a hellacious situation where mm. it was a very contentious person. And honestly, I was probably in the worst relationship I've ever been in my entire life. Like, I know that sounds like a stretch, but I feel like God allowed me to do that to say, Hey, listen, I give you free will. This is what you want to do, but these are the consequences that come with it. Um, and it wasn't until that relationship ended where, um, cause 
when it ended, honestly, I didn't, I didn't even tell, um, you know, my wife or anything. I kind of let it play out mellow for a while to, to make sure that I was still searching and defining myself while she's searching to find herself. Yeah. And, you know, um, at one point she kind of put two and two together and realized I wasn't in a relationship anymore. And we, we started just kind of communicating and we had an open conversation um, one night about, you know, the things that happened and, you know, what we felt like caused this situation in our, um, in our marriage, um, to lead to divorce. And once we had that conversation, it was like, listen, we were both open and honest with each other. Like we don't have to revisit this anymore. You know, it's not about pointing fingers and, looking back to the past when we have arguments or disagreements, if we're choosing to move forward with this, then that goes to the past. And, you know, the, the biggest message through all of that that I heard was, you know, just God's redemption for us. You know, mm-hmm. we do things all the time and ask God for forgiveness. You know, sometimes where we do things habitually, not even repenting from them, just, oh, Lord, forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord, forgive me. It becomes like a, a broken record that God doesn't <laughs> want to, you know, he really doesn't Come want on, to hear, man. but he does message. because he's God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, how can we ask God for forgiveness and expect him to forgive us? Yeah, we can't forgive somebody who's right next to us. And I mean, that's, that's the word right there, yeah. you know, and that kind of slapped me in the face. And I, you know, I had already forgiven before, but at this point it was like, okay, what are you going to do with that forgiveness? Because now you're at a point where you can continue with this relationship or you can continue with it, you know, by yourself. And, you know, at one point, I mean, I had gotten kind of comfortable with, you know, being a single father right here and got my mm-hmm. kids one week and one week I ain't got the kids. And, you know, the enemy was kind of like, you you sure you want to do this? Like, you know, <laughs> look, you, you, you out here living your Message. best life right now. Like, you know. <laughs> and, um, you know, God kind of brought me back in um, at my, in my church. Um, shout out Freedom House. Um, Montel Jordan and his wife that came. Mm-hmm. And they had given this message on uh, marriage and kind of talked about some of the battles and things that they had gone through. Um, they have a phenomenal book as well. And they um, have some courses and things. I can't remember the name of the book right now. Forgive me. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, God started to speak to me uh, really in that um, that Sunday where they came and started speaking about their marriage and things that they went through. And, you know, once me and my wife decided to kind of open this thing back up and, and see where God leads us. And, you know, we had both through this, um, this situation, we had developed our own personal, like deep relationships with God, like regardless of, you know, the other person. And, you know, God was like, you know, that's what I've been trying to tell you the whole time. Mm. And, you Mm. know, get out of your own way, get out of Mm. my way. And I tell you what, man, you know, say that again, (laughs) bro. Say that again. I said, get out of the way, you know, get out of my way. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, we, we got to a point where, you know, like I said, marriage isn't perfect. And I don't care what anybody's relationship yeah, looks yeah, like. Yeah. Or, you know, an outside looking in social media, you know, nothing's perfect. But I promise you, mm-hmm. um, this time around, like, we've been remarried now for, for two years. And, you know, it's. I promise you it's 10 times better than it was before. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's nothing but God and really just both of us being obedient and, you know, going with the message star, which you finished, you know, both of us have had some situations with our parents where, you know, they had 
some, you know, whether it was separation, divorce, and things like that, and just generational curses that were already against us. And we we both decided to, you know what, like this this stops like right now, Man. like with all authority, like you know, Satan, you're not gonna pass this on to my kids. Like, this is not gonna happen. Man. You know, and we didn't rekindle the marriage just like for the kids because yeah. I you know that went through my mind at that point in time. But it was like, no, this is bigger than that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. we yeah. have an empire, an empire, and I I believe that. You know, the day we got married and um, our pastor at the time that officiated our, our wedding and, you know, I remember him pausing and reflecting and just looking up and he said, you know what, God is pleased. And that was my confirmation from knowing that this is the woman that God had given to me, you know, regardless of what everything looked like, regardless mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. past relationships or anything, like we all have free will to make our decisions. So yeah. that divorce didn't really mean anything to me because I, I knew that this was the person that God gave me, you know. <sighs> Um, it's kind of the same thing, you know, Adam and Eve in, in the perfect world scenario. Yeah, and yeah. it took a bite of that fruit and then it changed everything. That didn't change God's word. That didn't change God's promises. They made their own decisions and then it made a different path to them. It's the same thing, you know, with us. Um, you know, God created us for each other and God, you know, he, he knows, yes, he knows everything and he knows things in advance and he knows our name and knows us and knows the hairs on our head even before we come out of the womb. So he knows all these things, but once again, when we get in our own way and we make these decisions, that doesn't mean that even the promises that God has given us is not going to come, but we can delay the process. You know, even uh, where God told uh, Jacob, you know, Jacob, hey, you know, you're going to have many children. You're going to father many nations. And, hey. you know, it got to the point where he didn't think I'm going to have this blessing. This is a you PK know? kid right here, y'all. Come hey, on, man. man. <laughs> Hey, this a PK kid right here now. <laughs> hey, so listen, listen, um, wow. Um couple things that, that stood stood out to me. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm saying this based off experience because me and my wife, um, by the time this this airs, uh, we'll be celebrating 13 years of marriage. Hey man, yes, sir. And, uh, come on, man. Congratulations. Come on, man. Congratulations. Come on, come on, man. And 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 you know, I would say, you know, to say that those 13 years of being all peaches and cream, come on now. Yeah. Come on. That that was some time, bro. I'm like, hey, I'm done. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, <laughs> hey, I don't want to do that no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> come on, don't, don't don't act like we never got to yes, that moment. Sir. You know what I'm saying? Oh no. But the, the thing about it and and happy family, I'm I'm gonna say this because it's 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 on me right now. You know what I'm saying? It, it's on me. And and this really speaks to the it applies to the singles, to those that's already in, in marriage, because the moment that me and my wife got a clear understanding and really just God provided that revelation for us is our spouses is not going to fulfill all our needs. God did not put that individual in your life to fill all your needs. Okay. God as the creator of us, and being that we are made in his image, that means that there is a void in us that only God can feel. Wow. Only God can feel that void. He, God can only feel that void. And when 
me and my wife was able to really understand that, that there are some things that we have to make sure that God will be our source and our spouse is our resource. There's, there, there's times and, and, and I'm not saying I'm again, I'm not no, uh, uh, marital uh, expert or anything. I'm just giving you what 13 years look like, bro. You know what I'm saying? Having family. I'm just giving you 13 years, okay? But it's, it's when we were able to understand that God is our source and our spouse is our resource, at that time, we was able to be planted in the same garden. And at that time, we was able to grow together. Because to understand that the needs of our spouses will continue to evolve and the need of you will continue to evolve. And until you take a moment to align yourself to the one that can meet all the needs, you will always look for other things or other people to fill that need. And it simply cannot be done. It simply cannot be done. You know? So, I mean, when, when you said that, that we had to work, we had to get connected to God or yeah. individually, we had to get reconnected to God yeah. and allow it, you know what I'm saying? It, because there is a order. There is a order in this thing that we call life. And, and, and when we call in marriage and when we put things before God, it messes up that order. It messes up that order, man. So because I want to make sure like we, we give people some practical steps, some yeah. practical steps in this. And, and it was, you know, as, as you was having those long conversations, like what what were some of the practical steps you and your wife did to make sure that y'all was able to reconnect? So the biggest thing, and, and honestly, it, I mean, it, you know, the, the timing, it, it varies for different people. You know, the length of time that's needed for yeah, it or the duration. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, counseling, which is what started the, the basis of it. Um, Come on. Message. Where, you know, we, sometimes we feel like, especially as, as Christians, as people of faith, that, you know, we're above counseling and, you know, yeah, God is the answer to everything. He is the answer to everything, but. Once again, sometimes he speaks through people, and how can he speak to yeah. people if you never encounter with them? Come on, man. Um, and you know that's what counselors' job is to do. You know they yeah. they pull out things sometimes that you may not be thinking about, or you may have never considered, or you don't realize. You know you mentioned void. That sometimes you know you're trying to fill a void that um, has been there since you were in adolescence, and now you're an adult and you're married and you don't, you know, you still feel this emptiness yeah. and you don't know what it is. And you're like, wait, my spouse isn't doing this. There's a problem. But to your point, no, your spouse isn't, you know, supposed to be the one to fill those voids that only God can fill. You know, they are here as a, um, you know, as someone who's a, a confidant and someone who's a companion and someone who's a, a partner, an equal partner, you know, on your side, but um, opening up uh, to, to counselors, man. And, and, you know, my wife, she had actually started to go to, um, counseling, I think before we even started having conversations um, about us getting back together, and it, it was that for me, which was like, wow, like you know, you you're doing what's necessary on your behalf, like not necessarily having the expectation for us or even talking to me about a future, and you know, it made me say, you know what, 
let, let me see what this counseling thing is about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy because I, you know, my, my undergrad sociology, marriage, family therapy was a passion of mine. And, <laughs> you know, it, it's like sometimes we feel like we know it all because, you know, we've got certain degrees in those yeah, areas. And we're like, yeah. like, you can't tell me anything I don't already know. Yeah. So yeah. part of me was like, eh, you know, whatever, I, I'll go. Mm-hmm. But I think my, my eyes were even open more from that conversation with her, whether it was me saying things that I hadn't thought about before or never spoke before or her asking questions of things that I never considered. It was like, man, okay. You know, uh, but counseling is very, it's an important thing. It's, it's a healthy thing. It's not something with a negative connotation on it. You know, I don't care how uncool it may look. I don't care, you know, your friends and their perfect lives that they might be trying to fictitiously paint for you. Yeah. You know, everybody's going through something in some capacity. If anybody's going through a perfect life, they're lying to you. They lying to you. They <laughs> you lying know what I mean? So, Come on, man. Message. Come on. So we we all have um, things that we're going through. We all have reasons that we could go yeah. to speak to someone. And even if the counselor isn't someone who's a, a licensed therapist, but it's, it's a family member who is a... Now, when I say the family member, I'm not just saying, you know, your, your cousin, your, home, your homie that you've been you know, growing up with that yeah, yeah. is going to be on your side regardless. I'm talking about somebody who is, you know, mature in the word. If you're a believer, you know, you, you want to have your advice to come from a solid counsel. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be a therapist, but it needs to be somebody with a solid counsel that is going to give you the practical word. He's not going to give you someone. And I'm not talking about somebody who's going to throw the book at you and throw the Bible at you and just throw a bunch of scriptures, but you need somebody who's going to give you the reality. You don't need somebody who's going to just agree with everything that you're saying because you're not growing. Mm. You know, um, God brings those people into our lives for those reasons. You know, God shows his conviction for us through, you know, that, that's how he loves us. He yeah. shows his love through his conviction. If he didn't convict us, then that's when we got to start, you know, questioning our relationship with God because that means we're not doing something right. If he's never convicting us, um, mm. we'll mm. get to a point where, you know, the enemy will trick us and make us think, hey, you know what? Now nah, I'm good. I'm straight. I got this. Yeah. And God's like, oh, so are you saying that you're me now? Ah, <laughs> you can't, come on. You can't do this thing without Message. me. You can't get to the finish line without me. So, come on, man. You, you must be me or pretty close to me. Ah, um, come on, man. <laughs> so on. the the counseling, that that is fundamental, man. And yeah. um, after that, really, it's the open, honest communication. And, you know, it's been said a million times over that communication is essential in a marriage and i mean that mm. means everything you know we feel like some stuff is off the table that we can't talk about yeah you know even you know if it goes to the realm of let's talk about the bedroom you know yeah. i don't want to i don't want to mention this or oh well he should just know or, i wish she did that you're telling all your boys this or you're telling all your girls that and they gassing you up man i would leave man if she ain't doing this or well he should know and he's not doing that oh no nah, girl you need to leave him next thing you know you're in a divorce for something that you two never even talked about. Like, how can you say something that you don't talk about? You know Come what on. I mean? So have that communication, communication is open communication. Man. And open every conversation is not going to be easy. It's not, you know, crucial conversations. You crucial know, conversations. Too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Good book. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Good book. That's important. Definitely, man. <laughs> so, Hey, happy Hill the podcast season two. We're talking to Joshua K. Greer here. Um, that thing which could not break you is promoting your breakthrough. You are not as fragile as you think. Jay, when you think about going through that period where your marriage was, was on shaky ground and, 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 you know, 
God putting it together, right? And it's it's, it's funny how I kind of just a thought just came to my mind, like things. Sometimes God has to tear things down to build it yeah. back up. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like the pruning that God God does. You know, for for new growth to make room for new for new growth. And talk to us about how this incident was your breakthrough to go into in, into these areas that, that you you're doing now you know and and talk yeah. to us a little bit about your uh businesses and and you know the purpose behind behind the, these businesses okay um well definitely uh the, the root for each one of my of my businesses that i have is it's helping people live out their most positive life and mm-hmm. trying to motivate and inspire others in everything that i do um you know anything that i choose to do is typically not from a um, from a selfish heart, it's something that I ask God to to speak through me, you know, um, just use me as a vessel. And even if it touches one person, you know, it kind of goes back to what you said, you know, the quotes, posting the quotes, whether, you know, it gets one like or whether it gets 20 likes and just being consistent is because, you know, sometimes you never know what that one thing is going to do for somebody, on, you know, whether Come they on. never like it, or never, whether yeah. they never share it or say anything to you. Um, you know, sometimes I get that silent feedback and it's what, it, what, it's what drives me. But, mm-hmm. um, I know initially going through, um, the divorce that was when I started to, um, I really started to, to dive into crown loyal inspirations and, mm-hmm. um, just kind of thinking about me loving to inspire others and loving to write. And, um, it's always been in my mind so that I wanted to, um, to write a book, but just didn't know what area I wanted to go into. And it's mm-hmm. like, Hey, listen. Like, keep it simple. You know, this maybe this is the calling that God has for you. And um, even if I'm not doing motivational speaking on a platform, this is my way of motivational speaking um, to others. And, yeah. um, you know, God just continued to, to give me um, different things. And sometimes I'll write stuff and I won't even know where it comes from or it's, as far as, like, in, in my mind. It's not something that I'm going through, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll write it. And somebody say, hey, man, you know what? I really needed that. And yeah. I'm like, wow, you know, thank you, God. Like, <laughs> that's confirmation that, you know, you're using, you're using this platform for your, for your glory. Um, and you know, sometimes it it is things that I, I'm actually speaking to myself because once again, it goes to that transparency where no, I'm not perfect. And some of the quotes that I put out there are, you know, me kind of telling myself and I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) I'll I'll look back sometimes at something I did right. Even if it wasn't my season to go through that, like, okay, you put this out there. So what you going to do about it? You know, I can't, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. So it's like, you know, it, it gives myself a, that constant reminder as well as I'm, you know, trying to pour out in, into others. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that started, um, I started releasing those, um, those quotes and some videos that were on there, um, at the beginning of uh, when me and my wife were going through our, um, our separation and divorce. And yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of kept consistent throughout it, um, to where now it's kind of grown from, um, you know, the quotes on just the standard background. So being a little more creative with it and kind of challenging because it, it mm-hmm. got to a point where it was getting stagnant and I'm like, okay, this is like, I mean, I didn't want it to be robotic. I wanted to yeah. be a little different and wanted to be, you know, uh, kind of creative. So, you know, I turned, turned them into videos with the sound behind them. Cause I mean, just being honest, people pay more attention to videos and they pay attention to, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> just still pictures and things like that. It's just how the mind works. Um, which is really dope, but, uh, bro. Which is really dope. Appreciate that, bro. Um, and there, and uh, the merchandise, uh, 
you know, I've got a few shirts on there. I had a, a ton on there, but I kind of scaled back mm-hmm. because, you know, I heard God saying, you know, simplicity. Um, I mm-hmm. do have some visions to release some more things on there, but sometimes we kind of oversaturate, you know, our sites or oversaturate um, with merchandise where you kind of lose focus on what everything's about. And yeah. it's cool to be, yeah. you know, cliche and just create these little cute things that don't mean anything. So, mm-hmm. you know, I want to put a lot of um, thought behind the things that I release. So um, the ultimate goal, once again, is to um, provi- provide um, the motivation. So um, I've got that as well. Um, the detailing, uh, wash me down detailing. I, I actually, I've been detailing for about 15 years. Um, a lot of people don't know that, um, but I started off doing uh, more on the business side, commercial businesses and yeah. um, versus doing uh, residents. And um, even during, you know, we're talking about this time during this pandemic, um, uh, I got to a, a point where I felt myself being unmotivated. I started working from home and I was just in a rut. Where I'm, I wouldn't, I didn't feel like doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, God kind of slapped me like, come on, boy. Like, listen, you saying you, you know, you want increase, you want growth you want all these different things you know use what's in your hands and that was a constant message to me it's like you don't have to go out here and find something else or don't try to take what somebody else is come on hey hey say that again this, this dude said use what's in your hands use what's in your hands bro you know what i'm saying you know a lot of times we chase people's other people's dreams because we see them being prosperous and yeah you know, being successful but if that dream is not meant for you it's going to crash and burn eventually even if it doesn't happen you know tomorrow doesn't happen next week it might happen a year from now but it's almost imminent if it's not something that god created for you your heart's not in it so in in, in other words it, it was already in you it was already in me and come on happy family know, come on now <laughs> and to be honest man i could have grown this business far beyond what i've done now but uh-huh. there were points in my life you know earlier in the process where i was lazy i didn't want to go out i didn't want to do it yeah. but i think about now where literally you know, God has just blessed me and, you know, he's brought customers to me, even without me boasting advertising. I mean, I send some information out there, yeah. but I haven't done any heavy advertising. This is literally God connecting me with, you know, with the right people. And I have a passion for doing detailing. It's, you know, it's one of my, uh, the ways that I let out my art side, like my OCD and my art just kind of <laughs> mixed together. And I take yeah. time and, and doing something that once again, it, it motivates somebody else. Cause I mean, you're driving a, a nice car, then you feel better about yourself. And at that point where, you know, God kind of slapped me and said, Hey, use this in your hands. I'm like, okay. And I just started going with it because, you know, we feel like if we wait for the, everything to be perfectly lined up to start doing things, sometimes we'll never get there. Right. But kind of doing it, man, I just started. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna go to the first person's house and I'm gonna Mm -hmm. do the detail with or without equipment. And I'm gonna go to the next person's house. And next thing I know, you know, not to say I have a full arsenal, but it's like I have so much, you know, equipment to help me with the job that I didn't think that I would ever have, especially within one year of expanding. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like God has blown my mind. And in the midst of all of it, just to be honest, man, it's tithing. That's a big thing, you know, for me, um, where there was one point in my life where I wasn't doing that consistently. And, you know, I had gotten laid off and then got a temp job and a temp term back to perm at my long-term employer and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, making more money than I was making then, but consistently tithing through the whole process. And I'm not bragging just to kind of tell you, you know, this, it is what it is. You yeah. know, God gives us you know, the practical 
things that we need to, to make our lives, um, you know, to live the most abundant lives that we have. And I'm just, I mean, I'm here to tell you the testimony, like it's real, you know, yeah. through this whole process, through Corona. And I know everybody's situation is different. And, you know, you have that conversation with God and you talk to him. I'm not here to judge, but, you know, constantly tied into all of it. And I just see, you know, God just continually um, blessing, you know, and um, if God blesses me, then I, you know, I, I'm very passionate about blessing others as well. And very passionate about, you know, small businesses and other entrepreneurs. And, you know, um, as I see, you know, friends developing and selling their businesses as well, you know, I'm one who's going to continue to plant seeds and invest in their businesses as well, because, you know, that's what God blesses us for. You know, whatever reason that he, you know, <laughs> that's what he, he doesn't give it to us just to slap people in the face and say, hey, look, look at all these, you know, yeah. all this that I've built for myself. And I'm not acting like I'm just this wealthy guy out here and I'm, mm -hmm. you know, Bill Gates or anything like that. But, yeah. you know, when God allows me the opportunity to bless somebody, you know, I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to do that. Um, cool. And, um, you know, outside of Crown Loyal and, and Watch Me Down, um, you know, Golden Nest podcast, uh, me and, and my buddy from uh, Winston as well. All right, all right. The there. Message. Which, uh, <laughs> started off as like a sports, life, and culture mm -hmm. a podcast. And, and then at the end there, um, we'll have some upcoming episodes. We kind of pause for a little bit because he's just as busy with his businesses as I am. But yeah, yeah. the important thing is it's not to start what you finish. That doesn't mean that, you know, you'll have time where you'll put more energy into some things than the others. But the key is to, to not just let it go, like not leave it by the wayside. You got to continu continuously, you know, do something, even if it's just one thing a day, you write something small a day or write a goal towards that business. You know, yeah. uh, the, the key to, to starting what you'll finish, what you start is making sure that you don't start something that you're not prepared to dedicate to, Come on, you know, man. because it's like message, you know, we set ourselves up for failure where we, you know, we see other people doing these things and, Oh, we want to do these get rich quick things, and oh well, everybody's washing cars, so I'm gonna do that. Somebody over here making t-shirts with cricket, so I'm gonna do that. But <laughs> if your passion is not in it, and that's not yeah. what God's built for you, you're, you're not gonna be successful for it, it's, and then you're gonna, gonna feel like a out. failure. Yeah, you know, yeah, you might feel like a failure when you don't accomplish that. But God's like, listen, you're not a failure, but you started something that you never were supposed to start. <sighs> you know, so it, it's important to take that time and literally. <sighs> you know, plan it out and map it, even if you don't mm -hmm. map out the schematics of, you know, the longevity of the business, but just to say, hey, how can I make this practical? How can I accomplish this? And how can I do something yeah. every day towards it? And then just start, you know, don't wait for everything to perfectly line up, just start. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man. I, I think <laughs> I answered the question. I don't know if I went up on a stage. <laughs> hey, man, you, hey, you, did, you did an awesome <laughs> job there, man, because you, you provided what you're doing now as well as, gave us some some insight what what does it mean to you to finish what you start man you know what i'm saying yeah. so uh again happy hood the uh, podcast talking to joshua k greer um season yeah. two of finish what you start and you know since you you, you answered that, that question around what it, it means to you to finish what you start how about this yeah. this this question here man this is a, a fill in the blank um and it goes today i will Excuse me. Today, I reclaim my space to cherish my purpose, no matter what blank might say. So mm -hmm. today, I reclaim my space to cherish my purpose, no matter what blank might say. 
Yeah. So to me, filling in that blank, I would say today I reclaim my space to cherish my purpose, no matter what spectators might say. Mm. Um, a lot of times, sometimes, honestly, we're our own worst enemies. And it's Come not on, even man. spectators. You know, we think we have haters, but nobody's even thinking about us. Mm -hmm. um, but for those select few that are thinking about us and wishing malice on us and, you know, our success and our goals and, you know, you got to keep striving regardless of what people say or what people think, especially if God is giving you a thing. Um, you know, if if Moses would have let his speech impediment or people <laughs> looking at him like he was Come crazy, on, you know, keep him from being <laughs> this father of the faith like he was, yeah. you know, leading the people out of, his, uh, out of Egypt. You know, if he would have let that speech impediment and people laughing yeah. and, and ridiculing yeah. him, yeah. get in his way, then, you know, many of us wouldn't be so rooted the way that we are. Mm -hmm. Many of us might not even know God the way that we know him today. Um, you know, it, it's just, I, I spent a lot of time and, you know, even my, my younger life where I was, um, you know, of course being sheltered, I was more reserved. I mm -hmm. was super shy. And with that came a lot of um, really just being, um, I don't know. I beat myself up more than people, you know, beat me up. I had yeah. low self-esteem and thought everybody was looking at me. Everybody was judging at me. And I had a lot of insecurities. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so much so that somebody would say one thing to me, you know, even if I had an idea and I bring it up to somebody and, oh, that's stupid. Why are you doing that? Say, okay, well, maybe it is stupid. You know, and reevaluating something. And God's like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, you know, you're yeah. about to throw away this vision that I've given you mm -hmm. because you went to a man, you went to a human for their insight, but I'm the one that gave it, that gave it to you. Come on, man. Um, Message. So now, um, you know, even going back to the um, the likes and the comments on the post, like you said, um, I kind of had to, to convict my uh, myself, and I had a conversation with a buddy of mine um, the other day, and was talking about this. Like, listen, you have to realize that even though you're not seeing, you might not see likes or comments, like, that doesn't mean anything. Like, I think I get more feedback from people that have never commented or liked the post then I, you know, I have from people that like them every day. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, for me, it's like, hey, I'm not doing this for me. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm doing it for God. Just, you know, kingdom purpose and kingdom mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm not sitting here acting like I'm a holy roller. I'm holy than thou, but I know who my God is. I know what my faith tells me and I know what my heart is. So, you know, everything that I do, I do it with that mantra. And, you know, nothing else is more important to me than that because I know what the end result is. And if our end result and our mindset is on heaven, then, you know, why wouldn't I seek God? Why wouldn't I seek his word to God? Um, so, I mean, you know, at times I'll still petition people for their opinions and their insight. But if it's just something, um, you know, totally against what God has already told me, you mm -hmm. know, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway because guess what? Like I said, if it touches that one person, I've done my job. You've done your you know, job. It's, our, it's not our job to, to, to do everything to make to make the seed grow, right? We plant the seed and then mm. God does the watering, he does the nourishing and all that other stuff. But if we never plant the seed, then he can't continue to fulfill his purpose or he won't, he can't continue to us. So he'll choose the next person yeah. or the next person. Yeah. You know, if, and, if you won't do it, he, he, he got somebody else will. Oh, you better believe it. Come on, man. <laughs> Come you know, on, man. You find yourself sitting back and hating everybody else when God's like, hey, instead of listening to the spectators, listen to everybody else, you should have just listened to me. Because if I tell you something, you better believe it. I'm going to see it to the finish. That's what's up, man. Joshua K. Greer. Happy Hood, the podcast. You're listening to season two, finish what you start. I want to thank again my guest, Joshua K. Greer. 
Thank you. Thank Yo, you. Josh, where, where where can individuals get in contact with you, man? Yes, sir. So definitely um, IG Crown with a K, Crown Loyal Inspiration. Um, or you can just send me an email, Crown Loyal Inspiration, uh, Crown Loyal Inspiration at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. Happy Hill, the podcast where we connect, cultivate, and build a meaningful community that is centered around health, agape, power, and institute. Happy Hood, a living state of mind. We blessed up and highly favored. This is your boy, Jay Murray. And again, love yourself and love God. Thank you.